the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 34 of the Free Indeed Podcast. We're going to continue now with the uh, the six V's, a few episodes later, to the second of the six V's. When I say V, I mean the letter V. There are six of them that Kirk uh, mentions in his book. So I'm going to read this chapter of the, uh, the second V. Uh, I like going in a nice linear order here. So this chapter, this uh, V is the V of variety. So we're in chapter five of Kirk's book. Um, and uh, there's a quote at the beginning of the chapter, variety is the spice of life, a spice of life. William Cowper from The Task. The only thing better than something fantastic is to look at, is to look at, I'm sorry, let me go back. The only thing better than something fantastic to look at is a lot of fantastic things to look at. The IP mistress provides an unrealistic amount of variety. The male brain is wired to get excited by variety, and particularly the sexual variety. The phenomenon known as the Coolidge effect was first explained by an animal behavior specialist, Frank Beach. In 1955, the theory is that male and some female mammals seem to be quickly and repeatedly aroused when presented with a vast selection of available mates. The IP mistress provides endless variety. Her variety gives your man an extra boost of dopamine. She spices up a predictable life. As a reminder, she can be any age, race, height, weight, or hair color, and can change from minute to minute. The role she plays with him, I'm sorry, she role plays with him. She also provides him a variety of sexual experiences. She is a sexual chameleon with enough variance that he will never see them all. Ironically, his IP mistress provides continual variety while being completely predictable in her ability to do so. He knows exactly where to find her and literally how to push her buttons, quoting from uh, an article. Traditional factors that once explained men's sexual difficulties appear insufficient to account for their sharp rise in erectile dysfunction, delayed ejaculation, decreased sexual satisfaction, and diminished libido during partnered sex in men under 40. This review, one, considers data from multiple domains, e.g. clinical, biological, addiction, urology, psychological, sexual conditioning, sociological, and two, presents a series of clinical reports, all with the aim of proposing a possible direction for future research of this phenomenon. Alterations to the brain's motivational system are explored as a possible etiology underlying pornography-related sexual dysfunctions. This review also considers evidence that Internet's pornographies, Internet pornography's unique properties, limitless novelty, potential for easy escalation, and more extreme material, video format, etc., may be potent enough to condition sexual arousal to aspects of Internet pornography use that do not readily transition to real-life partners, such that sex with desired partners may not register as meeting expectations and arousal declines. Clinical reports suggest that terminating internet pornography use is sometimes sufficient to reverse negative effects, underscoring the need for extensive investigation using methodologies that have been that have subjects remove the variable of internet pornography use. In the interim, a simple diagnostic protocol for assessing patients with porn-induced sexual dysfunction is put forth. 
National Center for Biotechnology Information, August 5th, 2016. PIED. Porn-induced erectile dysfunction, PIED, is a condition credited to excessive consumption of broadband pornography. A male can consume so much pornography that he is no longer able to be aroused by a real human being. Ironically, the only cure for PIED is broadband pornography. This is tied heavily to the variety factor as well as to the mechanical stimulation of masturbation. A physically mature male can regain normal function after prolonged abstinence from pornography, but a developing brain can never learn what it is like to be aroused by human interaction. Therefore, a young male developing PIED may never be able to gain natural functionality. The porn consumer's issues may include some degree of clinical attachment disorder. Never having to commit is part of the novelty of the IP mistress. She seems to always know what he likes and to want the same thing. Over time, he will need to consume more violent or unnatural types of sex to achieve the same level of arousal. Consuming more violent or unnatural types of sex can cost lives. On October 5th, 2012, 10-year-old Jessica Ridgway woke herself up. She had plans to walk to school with a friend, but she never made it. No one knew that 17-year-old Austin Sig was sitting in his vehicle nearby. Austin had unsuccessfully tried to snatch a female jogger previously and decided this day that he would take any female smaller than him. Jessica would never be seen alive again. There are many specific details of the case that police have not released. What has been made public is that Sig kidnapped and sexually assaulted Jessica Ridgway before he killed her. Parts of her body were found in a field, and the rest of Jessica's body was in a crawl space of his mother's home. Sig was sentenced to life plus 86 years. The judge made it clear that if he could have imposed a longer sentence, he would have. Sig did not get caught with fancy CSI work. He admitted his guilt to his mother and confessed to police. Police released his videotape confession with certain parts redacted. This video shows him calmly explaining everything that happened and what led him to do what he did. He explained that he had become deeply addicted to pornography. He called himself a monster and said that his addiction escalated until it had manifest itself. It had to manifest itself in the real world. The escalating cycle of porn consumption has many potential side effects. Besides being a potential relationship collapse, he may lose the ability to perform sexually or maintain a normal sense of sexuality. And a quote from a, a colleague of ours, uh, Craig Lonsborough, for teens, it becomes a matter of objectification. They start getting in their heads that women aren't equal as human beings. She becomes a sexual object. Yeah. So when, um, that's, that's the chapter. And if, if you're, if you are, uh, simply making a woman, a sexual object, you want variety in this object. And that's what this is, uh, this chapter is about. And when it comes to this V of variety, is all about what the IP mistress offers. It's completely unlimited. That's the unlimited part, not just the uh, you know data part of the uh, cell plan that you might have or the Wi-Fi or whatever. Uh, the unlimited part is you know she will do whatever you want. She will be whatever you want her to be, and it never stops. That's the part that is so appealing. Because if you're wanting to be married to the same person and that same person is the same person, when you leave, when you come home, when you, you go somewhere for a few days and come back, um, if you've reduced women to uh, an object, then that's what happens to the person in your life. And how does that person compete with that? How does that person compete with trying to have all that variety? And you know what? She's not supposed to, is she, Kirk? No, that's very unrealistic. It's essentially, I mean, 
pornography creates um it makes intimacy into a cartoon it makes intimacy into you know roadrunner and wiley coyote um where it's not it's or just whatever it's just not it's not even realistic it's a it's a caricature and so yeah i mean no human should be able to or should have to compete and no human can um you know, and I would I would even submit that you know that that God doesn't even try to compete with that in terms of I mean God is everywhere and you know and uh, knows everything and can do anything and and that. But in terms of just the day to day game of okay, I need it to be different but exactly the same. That's not even realistic. And and so yeah, I mean it, it does. And it just it just makes it just makes intimacy like i said into a cartoon and and so it just becomes very unrealistic and it's frustrating too it's frustrating for the guy because it's like and that's why it escalates because it's like man i gotta find a new twist i gotta find a new angle and you might have your baseline you might have your your normal um category that you go to but as you are way all as you know somehow that bunny trail always leads you kind of deeper and darker um, and, and, and I venture to say that it always ends in some kind of violence that end of that road into that trail is always some kind of violent or some kind of extreme consumption or some kind of extreme sexuality or something along those lines. And so, yeah, it just makes it unrealistic and, and your wife does definitely not want to be <laughs> at the end of that trail and she can't be, and she shouldn't have to be, no. she's a human being and she, you know, and even even in those videos in in the movies, what we don't realize is a lot of those actresses are drugged. I mean, they a lot of them have to take actual illicit drugs to disassociate or to connect with what they're doing on screen. Um, and so, you know, and obviously a lot of them are surgically enhanced and those kinds of things. And so, even for them, it's not even real, and even for them, it's not even realistic. And so, for the consumer, you know, what you consume, you become. And what you consume, you gain an appetite for. And so it just, that's why it's just hard. And there's really no end to that road. And that's why, you know, consuming pornography makes you three times more likely to, to cheat on your spouse. Because, you know, at some point it always comes off the screen into your real life. Yeah. What What's the appeal of variety then? I mean, I think it's it's natural for us. I mean, I think, you know, I think we were kind of wired that way. We're being hijacked in the way that we're wired. But I think, you know, I think for some reason, biologically, we were created for, you know, for that to kind of spike our interest. And maybe that, especially in men, maybe that comes down to our sense of adventure, our sense of, you know, we're supposed to be explorers and we're supposed to be creators and we're supposed to be inventors and we're supposed to be warriors and all those kinds of things. And so maybe that just feeds into the nature of how we were supposed to be. But again, we get hijacked and, and, uh, and we get, you know, we get, uh, taken advantage of in terms of, in terms of our basic nature. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we're broken because we like variety or we lean towards variety, but I think it can absolutely be hijacked in terms of manipulated and and uh, and used against us when it gets out of whack. Yeah, I think um, I think God made us to appreciate variety, um, and it, this is just another example of how pornography has uh, completely short circuited, sidetracked, um, or broke. <laughs> you know the that what God created for us. Um, 
It's it's just not the way God wanted it to be because if you, you can't look at our world. I was just watching. I'm, I love trees. You know, part of what I like to do, part of what I'm about is restoration for men. My my ministry is men restored, and I love the image of a um, a restored forest. And so I was watching a video yesterday about this uh, this guy who was just naming so many different trees uh, in just his little walk. I think I don't even know where the guy lives, but I mean, there must have been a half a dozen different trees. To me, they all kind of look alike, but there's different varieties. And so you can't even look at nature and, and see that there isn't a variety that God created for us to enjoy and to be around. Um, and so that to me is, I think, kind of built into us to begin with. And yet here is what pornography has perverted it into. Think about like foods. Who would want to eat the same food over and over again? No, we don't want to have the same food. We want variety um, because, and then at the beginning of this chapter, we had, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life, which is a kind of a reference to, to food. We don't want the food that just is bland all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, do, how does that, um, how do you think that would be able to translate healthily then into somebody's marriage relationship? I mean, I think you can, I believe, I have, to be honest, I have not experienced it. So this is just somewhat speculation on my part, but somewhat, you know, deduced reasoning. Um, But, you know, I believe that you can have variety. I mean, I believe that you should try to have variety. It probably takes two people to to do that. But I believe, you know, you should try to. And that's the whole notion of, you know, any any relationship counselor or therapist will tell you, do date nights, go different places, do date trips. I mean, do stuff together, you know, go do this, go do activities and, and, um, and so, you know, because yeah, when you get into that stale routine, the, the relationships become stale. So, you know, I believe you should have variety in relationship. I believe you should have, you know, and even, you know, even sexual variety, you know, I, you know, who wants just vanilla, I mean, vanilla is a great flavor, but it is a flavor. I mean, if nothing else, maybe some toppings on that vanilla, right. if not a different flavor. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think whether it be sexually or friendship, and, and to be quite honest, intimacy is, is, is a spectrum. You know, intimacy is not one-dimensional. I think, you know, when we get to the point of experiencing intimacy in a course of relationship, intimacy can be going for a walk and just holding hands or, you know, laying heads on each other's lap or just talking or just whatever, you know, it. You know, a lot of times when guys hear the word intimacy, they immediately gravitate directly to sexuality. But, you know, but I I, I believe that, you know, the best relationship, um, you know, is the one that can have different degrees of that, where you can dream and share and you can experience things and you can create memories and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how else do you create memories in the course of a relationship unless you do different stuff? Like, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, remember that time when, remember that time when, what if there's never a time when, I mean, if you just, if you never go anywhere, do anything, if you never build memories, the whole idea of building memories is getting out and doing stuff and doing random stuff and, and changing things up. And so, I mean, that goes into, and then if you just want to get really practical, I mean, you know, changing wardrobe, changing hairstyle, changing whatever, I mean, you know. You know, there's different there's different ways to invoke uh, variety within the context, a healthy context of a relationship. Um, you know, but yeah, God is a variety God. He brought all of those animals to Adam in the garden. Oh, I know all of yeah. them. I mean, he brought them all. I mean, that's variety, 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 variety. And then at the very end, <laughs> he brought one last creation to Adam, and they was done. 
Right. And, and, and Adam was done because that was Adam saying, wow, this is this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. It's different than me, which is variety, but it's like me. And so, you know, having that, you know, that was that was the seal, the, the seal, you know, the, that would that's what sealed the deal in, in terms of in terms of that relationship. So, yeah, God is a variety God. And I don't think that, you know, that's a bad thing. I think we're just we're just hijacked in our natural tendency to want that. How is uh, variety used as um, in this context of a porn problem or addiction? How is variety used to um, medicate? Oh man, I mean, it's a spice. It, it becomes the break from the norm. It becomes the break from the routine, the rhythm. If if a guy doesn't have variety in his relationship with his spouse or significant other, then it becomes the variety, and it becomes the, you know, again, very extreme, very unhealthy. But it becomes that thing that he goes to for that variety that he's looking for in his life. He's looking for spice in his life. And, you know, especially in the context of his sexuality, that's a great place to find it. But he's looking for spice and he can find that spice in porn over and over again. And there's no end. It's like, you know, when you go down that spice aisle at the grocery store, that times a million. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like is is every is stuff he didn't even know spices were out there. And again, I, I'm not trying to glorify it. I'm not trying to make it sound great, but to his to his spirit, to his soul, it's like man, you know, it's like wow. It's like the fat kid in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, man. Oh, yeah. It's like wow, <laughs> you know, look at all this chocolate. So you said, uh, here's what I, I'm kind of getting to, and I think this might be some of the medicating part of it as well. She spices up her predictable life, and, and as a reminder, she can be any age, race, height, weight, or hair color, and can change from minute to minute. That is very literally true. Yeah. But the, I think the part, though, that guys might be resonating with, maybe, the variety part anyway, she spices up her predictable life. Is Is life... Is your life just boring and predictable and you just need some of that unpredictability to it? Yeah, and here's the here's the chemical compound of that too. Variety that is where one of the ways that she brings a spike in his dopamine. So I mean, there's a very chemical component to that. And and if you study kind of the the way the brain works and and um reward centers of the brain and all that kind of stuff. Dopamine is very significant to us as human beings. We're wired. I mean, dopamine is pretty much our motivation to do whatever your body says I'm hungry. And so your brain, I mean, so dopamine is what stimulates your brain to say, we need to go get something to eat. Even if you're not hungry, I mean, or even if you're not starving. And so dopamine is kind of the chemical why to why we do a whole lot of things. And so variety gives a, a big spike in dopamine. And so, and pornography gives huge spikes of dopamine. I mean, gargantuan spikes of dopamine. And, you know, dopamine, just like visualization, I call it the one-two punch because visualization and variety, you know, gives that spike, that, that spike in dopamine. And dopamine is the same drug or the same spike that happens when you take drugs like cocaine and crack. It's also the same spike that happens when you take drugs like Adderall or Ritalin. Those are just made to, I mean, the reason why, Cocaine and crack are addictive because they spike your dopamine to ridiculous levels. Um, the reason why Adderall or Ritalin you know, will help someone focus or even help treat ADHD is because it spikes dopamine. And so, you know, something like variety, you talk about a, you know, why, you know, why it's so impactful from an addiction perspective, because you can, you can get addicted to it the same way you can with crack and cocaine. 
the same way that college kids now are, you know, dishing out Adderall to each other so they can focus. So that helps him focus. That helps him medicate life. And dopamine is the chemical component to to uh, visualization. And in this case, it's the chemical component to variety as well. So variety is the opposite of boredom. <laughs> yeah. I predictability mean, is another yeah, one. Predictability, yeah. Boredom yeah, and predictability. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I'm guessing that if if your life is that cycle um, in the medication, and that's that's one of the, the variety is one of those six V's that help medicate something that's a pain uh, yeah. in your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if your life is just about going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to work coming home, paying the bills, going home, whatever, whatever. I mean, if that's all, if your life is just like that, then you have a very boring, a very predictable life and, and you're not going to, there's no fulfillment. There's no fulfillment to that. I mean, there's no purpose in that as as well. I mean, purpose can do the same thing in my opinion. When you find purpose and when you find a calling, a mission, something along those lines, um, you know, when you can contribute to better, bettering the world and those kind of fill the same, the same voids in terms of boredom, you know, if we weren't here doing this, I mean, it's a Sunday afternoon right now. If we weren't here doing this, you know, there's a lot of people just sitting around watching TV, doing nothing, you know, I mean, and, and they're getting ready to go to work Monday morning and just next, 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 next. And so, um, and so, um, so, you know, I mean, if your life is just all about the, the predictability of it, it can just be extremely boring. So would you say that, um, I think you would say this, but would you say um, it, by its nature that variety tends to escalate itself? Because it is infinite, but it's like if if your life is boring and you realize that and then you try to add the variety, you can only get to a certain point where variety that itself becomes boring and you want more variety or some kind of other variation. Yeah. There's no limit. I mean, in terms of, you know, especially when it gets out of control and that's where, you know, that's like obesity, you know, it's like, you're not hungry, but you keep eating and then you keep eating because, you know, whatever you consume, you gain an appetite for. So then you can just gain an appetite for variety, even though you don't even, you know, yeah. And and that's again, that's why it keeps escalating. That's why it has to get more and more extreme. It's like any drug. You have to either do more of it or more intense versions of it in order to get the same level of high. So in order to get that same dopamine spike, you need just even more of that variety, which there's only so many hours of a day. Or you need like even more and more and more extreme versions of it to get that same level of of spike. And so, yeah, at some point, it's the law of diminishing returns. It's, it's like, dude, you're not going <laughs> to... You know, you're not moving the ball down the field anymore at that point. I mean, and so the that, but that's why it always escalates because of I have to get more and more extreme just to get the same levels of high. Yeah, and in that in the in the chapter here, we highlight the very sad, very unfortunate story of Austin Sig and Jessica Jessica Ridgeway, yeah. which is national and I think international news that happened very you know, locally here in Denver a few years ago. Yep. Um, yeah. And that is, um, if you listen to the last episode, we highlighted parts of the class and we do talk about that in the class. Um, that is a very extreme example, but it was, he, he was definitely a case of the variety wasn't enough and he had to, he didn't have to, but he chose to, and it just kept escalating into the real world. It did escalate into the real world. Always does. Yeah. And, 
if you don't do it in a healthy way, um, then you're, you're not going to get enough of it. Right. Um, and it's an, it's an imbalance um, in our human nature that God never intended. It's, an, it's, it's, a, um, it's a God thing built into us completely out of balance right. that uh, we are trying to fix ourselves that it's not working. Yeah, I mean, when it get and when it gets out of balance, it just tips and and uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it just it gets to the point where it's, it's just, that's when you that's the that is what overdosing on porn looks like when it comes off the screen into your real life. That's what overdosing looks like yeah. when when a when a heroin addict overdoses, they die. When a cocaine addict overdoses, they die. When a food addict overdoses, alcoholic overdoses, et cetera, et cetera, they die. Because your physical body just can't keep up. Well, your emotional and your spiritual body can't keep up with that level of consumption. And and this is actually I never actually thought about this until just now. And but I mean this is this is a pretty key point. Overdosing on porn is the moment it comes off the screen into your real life. Because that means infidelity. That means um that means I have to you know, act out violently to someone or, or I lose my job or something along those lines. Um, but, but when it comes off the screen into your real life, that is overdosing on porn. Yeah. That becomes the consequences just escalate from there. You don't just, you know, escalate the variety, you escalate the consequences because there's a death and that death is in your humanity. That death is in your relationships and, you know, divorce is a death of relationship, right? I mean, and that costs you. I mean, people, you know, porn is free. Porn ain't never free. To consume it is free, but there's always a cost, and that cost is always somewhere down the line. And, and you know, normally that cost is significant. I mean, if you've ever been divorced, you know what it's like to get that first phone call to that lawyer and for them to say, okay, I need a ten or $5,000 retainer, and I'll bill $250 off of that. And somebody's saying, 250 that's it? That must be a cheap lawyer. You're right. That's on the low end. And, you know, that, that costs you when you have to, you know, sell your house and when you got to, you know, when you have to write that check every month, all those kinds of things. That's when overdose happens on porn. And, and that's where we're headed to as guys. But, but to us, it's, it's on the surface free to consume. And so guys don't see that, that long-term consequence of when it's going to cost you and how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said this a couple of times now, but, uh, you know, God built into us an appreciation for variety from the very, very beginning. Um, not because as this Coolidge effect says, mammals need these variety of mates. I don't even think God built that into creation either. Um, that's more of an evolution. I don't, it's observable, but I also see that it's, uh, built into the evolutionary worldview, but at the same time it's observable, it's happening, but also see it's a, it's a relation. It's a result of our fallen nature human and uh, the world's fallen nature. Um, but I just kind of want to end this with not just, we keep talking about it. And you talked about it earlier here a few minutes ago, uh, the idea that um, if we really do take the time, even if you're single, even if you've got nobody to spend time with, with this intim- intimacy and have creativity within that intimacy and that relationship and find the variety of whatever you can do uh, in that relationship, you know, either way, I think we are just selling ourselves short if we don't think there's ways to find variety in our lives. Um, you can find one purpose and find many, many different ways of fulfilling that purpose in your life in good ways. 
Um, you and I are fulfilling our purpose and our mission one way right now by doing this uh, podcast, but you do it by public speaking and coaching. I do it a lot by coaching and hanging out in your class and meet new guys and trying to get them connected. And I mean, so many different ways. I do it in my work as a, as a hospital chaplain as well. So then, uh, then there are so many different varieties that you can have outlets for when it comes to creativity, how to live out your life, how to exercise your body, how to observe the, the creation around the world, whatever it might be. Um, the, this part right here, though, when you can get that, you know, medicate that pain, there's other, to me, other ways to find a variety in our world around us. Yeah, and that's what, and, and again, the the dope part about what we do, and, and dope, there you go, dopamine. Uh, but the, the dope part about what we do is we teach guys how to get all of these things in a natural, good, holistic way, in a way that will help you as opposed to hurt you. And so it's not that you have to somehow go cold turkey and give up all of these important things or give up that variety sense or give up that dopamine spike. We teach you how to do it and how to get it in a good and natural and a wholesome way that'll make you awesome. That'll make you better as opposed to making you bitter or making you broker. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? So don't feel guilty that you want the variety. Um, Use that motivation to find variety um, in your, in your life and in your world. Cause it's out there just waiting to be found. I think it's all out there. So you are welcome to reach out to us any way you can. You've got all of our contact information through the website. Uh, and Kirk's put out his phone number all the time, and you know how to get to the website. So uh, we sure hope that uh, you've enjoyed this in finding the variety. We'll continue with the six Vs in coming episodes. Episode 34 of the free Indeed podcast. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.